Hi, my name's Jeff, your friendly podcast host, bringing you positive stories from South London. We're so glad you've joined us today. This is a place for you to find out how to look after your own health, but don't worry, that's not scary because we'll be introducing you to community organisations who are out there to give you a helping hand. All organisations' features are credible, evidence-based, providing free support in London. So if you're feeling lonely, feeling lost with your health and well-being, feeling disconnected, or if you just need to pick me up from the end of a long day, this is the place for you. So sit back and get ready to listen to positive stories of resilience and community spirit and take some time to think about your own health and how the environment impacts that. Let us know what your thoughts are by commenting and like us. Please sit back and enjoy the show with love, the Community Bridges team. Hi, and welcome back to Community Bridges Spotlight Season. This is episode seven, and we're coming to the end of this season. So I hope everyone's enjoyed it so far, and we would love to hear your feedback. So make sure to jump on our website, communitybridges.co.uk, and let us know what your thoughts are. Today, we're actually going to be speaking to three guests, two from Set and Last Status called Abby Ewer and Elsie, and then we'll hear a little bit from Claire, who is the organizer for Citizens Southwark and Citizens Peckham, part of the Citizens UK group. So just sit back and enjoy the show. And we are like, come on, Mr. Prime Minister, you're sleeping, you need to wake up. We are still here waiting for you to take an action. Mm, mm. So that's why we decided to launch that campaign, basically to remind him and to wake him up. Like we are still waiting for you to take an action yeah give him a bit yeah. of a give him a bit of a nudge i guess yeah, far, far <laughs> i mean he might need one there. to be fair he's pretty, he's got a fair bit on his plate uh with, with brexit and uh coronavirus but it don't seem like he's really concentrating on either one of them either so uh, well, uh, yeah good luck there he might, he might need it um but okay so when did you guys initially get involved with citizens uk then mm. I've been involved with Citizens UK for over three years now, three okay. to four years now. Yeah. So quite a while, and and this has only been this year then it started. So you had you was with Citizens UK three years before actually yeah, this thing came around. Yeah, we had other campaigns going on, but for the settler status, we've been really into it this year. Right. Okay. So what what's um. How how have you actually been actively doing this then? Are you growing like a a, a petition or, or what, what what's actually involved in this? What what are you doing to remind uh, Mr. Johnson? Actually, we have uh, a video that was launched on on the twenty first of July this year. Mm-hmm. So in that video, we have Citizens UK um, leaders talking, and we uh, we also have like an abstract of the Prime Minister where he was saying he was going to settle the status of everyone who calls the UK home. So in that video, we are like calling on everyone to please watch the video, mm. share it, and most importantly, sign the petition to the Prime Minister. Because the more uh, signatures we have, the more uh, powerful the campaign is going to be. Course, and yeah. we think that the Prime Minister might be under some kind of pressure to look into the campaign okay and i'm assuming like on twitter instagram there's hashtags um hashtag yes. sta- set last status yes. yeah yes. and uh, has that been getting some traction um yes because if you see since the covid a lot has been exposed it's just been there but it wasn't noticed mm-hmm. 
Take, for example, with the Settle Our Status campaign, if you really look deep into it, when it came to giving children free school meal, it had mm. an impact. Yeah. Because most moms or dads who doesn't have a status in the country, when it came to feeding them during COVID for their children, they were left behind. Right. Yeah, okay. when children are in school for free school meal, nobody really bothers about where mm. your dad or your mom is from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Every child should be entitled to have food irrespective of 100%. your parental status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything still boils down to settle our status. Mm-hmm. If you've got a status in the country, then your child is, you know, self-secured mm-hmm. and being able to measure with their peers. Yeah, okay. So we are trying to make sure that settle our status it's something that is the face of the UK at the moment because mm. it's really hard. It's difficult for people from really ethnic minorities. Have. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, it's a it's a, a key time to do that because there are uh, even more pressures out there um, that are, that are affecting people basically. Yeah. So. How, how long is this expected to take? Obviously, when was the first time Johnson said this then? 2008. So 2008. 2008. Okay, yeah. so th- this is a while uh, that he's been talking about this. Uh, you said he's mentioned it again when he became PM, so in the last two years. Yeah, in the first week. Um, so how long are we expecting this to take? Surely we should be getting some movement sooner rather than later, I guess you guys would hope. But what, what's your kind of vision for it? Do you see it lasting? Do you see that you in it for the long haul? Is this going to be another five, eight years before Johnson or any other PM does anything? Actually, we are trying the best we can to, uh, to actually put the message out there. We are trying to like translate the video that was launched into like other languages. Okay. French, uh, Italian, Bangla, mm-hmm. Yoruba, and many other languages. That's to make it uh, easy for people of uh, people that don't understand English. Yeah. So. And we are also trying to get as many people as possible. Like we are trying to get like the faith, senior faith leaders mm-hmm. to actually sign the petition. And we are just trying to see how how we can actually get more and more people, influential people mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. At the moment, we are still at that level of trying to actually get more and more people into the of course yeah and there's more uh, the more people that get into it obviously the more they're going to listen which which is the aim so what what citizens uk doing to support you guys to help you guys out Mm. um citizens uk they've been doing a lot and they're still doing a lot they're supporting us with different things like trainings people to come speak to us okay the the momentum we need to gain to push this across Mm -hmm. So we're not just, they're not just, you know, relaxing there. We have meetings every now and then, mm-hmm. putting things in place where we're supposed to do. So Citizens UK has been really helpful. Okay. And what's the biggest challenges you've found with this so far? I mean, you've been running this for six months. Obviously, you've got the natural challenges of the government bringing in lockdowns and not being able to actually get in front of people to explain what it's about. Um, but what, what's been the biggest challenge uh, for Settle Our Status? Um, We've been planning some kind of actions, like physical actions, like maybe go some at some point, maybe down parliament. Okay. But we are some kind of that is that's a very big challenge to, uh, because we have like a limit limited number of people that mm-hmm. are supposed to gather. So mm. that's that's a very big one 
for us. So we're actually trying different strategies and someone was actually saying maybe we could just put the video up on the billboard or something yeah, like that yeah. so everyone can <laughs> see it. It is so time to think outside the box. So Yeah, that's 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 actually a, a very big challenge for us because we actually want to get out there on the street so that everyone can actually see mm. us and listen to us. Mm. But because of the current situation is 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 a very big challenge yeah i can imagine and i mean i think that's a worry of uh, a, a lot of um i'll call them voices um that want to be heard there's a big worry that um these lockdowns are silent silencing them basically they, they can't actually mobilize to to get any momentum and get people to listen to the the points um I can imagine that being a, a, a difficult thing to overcome when you, when you've actually got something that should be heard, basically. Yeah. So, so what's um? I, I mean, this is an odd question again. I've been asking everyone from uh, the Spotlight series who've come and joined us what their favourite part of the day is. Obviously, your 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 fight isn't the the funnest fight to have to have to do. So, there's not necessarily a fun part of the day. But it, there must be a good community in there with the group with the people you are talking to and the people who are getting involved so well, what is the funnest part of the day what would you say was uh kept you going at uh settle our status what kept you with it um because i i see to me about this campaign the future is bright for this campaign i know that nothing good comes easy you just have to keep um pushing and my motivation is always the fact that when I just close my eyes and I and, and I like visualize success for this campaign and I see thousands of um, undocumented immigrants out there smiling because we know that these undocumented immigrants, we, we are not just like a bunch of idiots, we are educated as well. Mm -hmm. So we have many people among us that are we have, maybe we have a prime minister among us. We have doctors, we have lawyers, we have IT specialists, engineers, entrepreneurs. Mm. So mm. to me, when I think about them having a certain status and maybe realizing their dreams, like they have that freedom to travel, to work, to open businesses and employ people and contribute a lot mm. to the economy. And that, 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 that gives me a peace of mind. And I know that sooner or later, the victory for this campaign is going to come. Because I know that the, the Prime Minister is a very, um, he, he's a good man. Because for someone to think about giving undocumented immigrants a certain status, not once, but twice, it means that he actually has us at, at the back of his mind. Mm. So he, I think, he just need like more and more push and constant reminder. So I'll just use this opportunity to say to the Prime Minister that Mr. Prime Minister, we appreciate what you've been doing. And we are just saying to you that please, please, please just fulfill your promise. Give us a certain status. Let us just live as not live a normal life because right now we are we are in chain. We can't breathe. Mm. We we can't actually do things that normal people do because all we do is we, when we sleep at night we are we we are scared because we don't we don't know about tomorrow especially when you have children 
-hmm. even gets worse because you're thinking about your children's future um, and you're like oh my god what's my child going to become tomorrow because i don't have a certain status it, it, it affects my child and also you see that women especially they tend to be very vulnerable mm. because they become praised to men and these women get into um, relationships that under normal um, circumstances they won't get into and these men tend to abuse them sexually and they, these women need to be empowered because i've met so so many of them that when they start telling me their story about the sexual violence um, um, women trafficking and stuff like that you can see you can see that the, the facial expression you can see the pain you can see like she, she wants to do something about mm. that situation but she can't she wants to go to the police but she can't because she's scared she's scared that when she goes to the police the police is going to inform the home office the home office arrest her detain her and send her back home so and and also let me mention that when we have children like children that are born in the uk this is their home now mm -hmm. when you send them back home where where back home where is home so this that is, is home is that, it, that does happen does this it? is so home if this if, is home if they're a first uh, or second generation it's second generation isn't it so if they've been born here and parents were uh, migrants or uh, over here then they can actually be deported they, they, they would actually be supported. So why wouldn't they get their papers when they're bored? Do they? Exactly. So I that's thought that a, happened. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. This is the home that they, they've known all their lives. Mm. So if you ask them to go back home, course, wh yeah. where are they going to? And this, these children are looking up to some of these uh, people in power. They want to also become like a journalist. Maybe they look at a particular journalist's way of reporting mm. and they just admire you. They, they tend to turn you into a role model and tomorrow you come and tell them, go back home. Mm. They, they don't know home. This is their home. Mm. So I just want to appeal to the conscience of the prime minister and the government that please, 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 we've had our children that are being born here. This is their home. This is the only place they've known all their life. If you send them back home, you're frustrating them. You're making some of them will go into depression. Mm. So please, please, please. We are human beings. We have uh, feelings. We are just like you. The, the only difference between someone with a status, status and someone who doesn't have, it might be opportunity and luck. Mm. And mm -hmm. we, we also know that everybody at some point in time in their life they need help. No one is an island. So at this particular point in our lives, we need your help, Mr. Prime Minister, you and the government. We need you to look into our case. Give us a hand. We just want to hold your hand and work together because together we can all build this great nation. We can make Britain greater. Thank you. Um, just no, to add to what Essie has said as well, what gives me hope about this campaign is not just that we can meet every now and then, but when I think of what happened during COVID, when everyone on the streets got a home to stay, mm. it gives me hope that yes, everyone can have a settled status. And um, speaking from the point of view of a mother, 
with the COVID issue, we had time to be there to teach our children. We became doctors at home. We became teachers. We became nurses. We became everything for our children. And speaking to a lot of women that I know, they, they struggle to support their children educationally. Because most people just want to have the status and go back to school. Mm. To be able to support their children with their homework. To be able to know what is going on with their internet work at home for their mm. children. But because they don't have a status, they can't go to school. Because when they think of what it costs them, they can't even afford to feed. Mm. And when it's time to you know, put in an application, it costs money. They don't have money. And then they get exploited by the legal, legal people as well. So it's really difficult. Please, we're using this opportunity to call on Mr. Prime Minister. He has said it before. And we know he can't do it because he gave everybody a home to sleep when it was COVID. Nobody was on the street. Every homeless person got a home. Yeah. So those that don't have a status, he can't do it. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, these he, are the future of the country. He can't do it. This is home to. for them. Yeah. How do you explain to a child, you're born here, mm. but you can't fit into the society? Yeah, you don't belong here. It's you don't, hard. You aren't born anywhere else. It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's. And if we want to that. tackle the issue of mental health, especially for for mothers, we need to tackle the roots. We need to tackle the roots. If a mom has got her status, or if dad has got his status, he's willing to contribute to the economy. Then he can focus in life to be somebody, to be able to support the child to grow. And the children in town grow up to be good role models from their parents. Mm-hmm. So we are calling on Mr. Prime Minister. He should please support us, help us. He has said it and he can still do it. If the country was able to give everyone on the street somewhere to lay their head on, mm-hmm. then it's not different from settle the status. Mm-hmm. People need the support. Mm. What, what's the next steps then? Obviously, you, the biggest step now is to actually try and get some traction on this, try and get people following it, try and get some influencers we're calling um behind this uh, and and start spreading this kind of uh the news but what is your guys next steps where are you going in the next three months where would you like to see it in name like I, I would like to like people that i think that are also immigrants that have mm-hmm. gone, maybe gone through the system in one way or the other we're trying to mention some names the other time during our, our meeting and we came up with names like mo farah yeah okay um that'd be a fantastic supporter i can Ma- imagine marcus marcus Ashford. Yeah. yeah okay marcus, marcus who Ashford. okay yeah, yeah. um hopefully these guys are listening and do give you a shout out it'd be fantastic yeah we can get um, ben and jerry as well yeah. ben and jerry's yeah. the ice cream yeah really yeah. what's yeah. the story behind them then um Obviously, they're ice cream. They're ice cream. They're Everyone loves ice cream. ice cream. Yeah, yeah, they do. They bring <laughs> smiles and laughter to the faces of children. And with the Settle Our Status campaign, mm. children are involved. Of course. Because as parents, it's hard for you to explain to your child when they come home to say, oh, mom, I had something like this from my friend. Yeah. So where is mine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We also want to call on everybody because it's not only uh, particular people. We want everybody to kind of show solidarity mm. with people that are in need like because when when you're undocumented you are in need yeah, so we just want everyone to show solidarity by watching the video signing the petition to the prime minister and giving us a quote That's and it. just remind people who are listening where they can find this video it's on the citizens uk um twitter account yeah facebook okay. YouTube, um, 
YouTube, perfect. Um, all the social media. Well, we'll definitely be putting all the links up to that uh, and putting it alongside the podcast. So hopefully people will watch that video and share it for you. Okay. Yeah. But and just to add so a little one quickly, when the prime minister went into hospital, when he came out and he was thanking people, he was thanking people from other countries. That shows that UK is a diverse country. Mm. So everyone that comes in wants to contribute to the economy. To the growth of the country mm-hmm. so that is a way for him to also be part of this campaign mm-hmm. and help us help everyone settle their status because they mean well for the economy mm-hmm. it's going to be growth yeah and then you can have parents being good model and role model to their children and then we can you know put the mental health issue under control because if you look into it you spend a lot of money mm-hmm. but if we tackle the roots then we will go high up there to spend a lot of money yeah couldn't agree more but well i couldn't agree more with settler status i think you're doing a really good job and i think it's uh definitely definitely something need to people need to listen to uh, i'm a big believer in it really am so thanks very much guys okay uh you've been great and um yeah I, hopefully uh there's some good traction in the next couple of months thank you all right have a good day guys okay thank you you too <laughs> So Citizens UK is a community organizing charity okay. um, and it basically comes from um, a methodology of organizing communities that came from the States in the 50s from a guy called Saul Alinsky, who was kind of organizing within the civil rights movement. Um, and basically we got the methodology from there and about, I think, about 35 years ago, um, our founder set up Citizens UK. So I think currently we have um, about 70 organizers across the country of which I am one. Um, And basically each organizer kind of has a patch that they organize. Um, So I'm the organizer for Southwark. Um, And we have, so in Southwark we have 29 institutions that we work with, so it's churches, schools, charities, basically anywhere where people gather. And then we have 250 organizations across London and 450 across the UK. Um, And so to basically describe what I do and what my role is um, within within Southwark Citizens is that I work with all of these different institutions and I find people who are angry about a particular thing. I train them up in the community organizing methodology and then basically take them on like a journey of leadership development um, so that they can build campaigns around the things that either affect them or people that they're close to. Um, And the idea is not, I don't kind of drive the campaigns. I don't pick the campaigns. I don't negotiate with politicians. All of that hard work is done by people who are attached to those institutions. So it might be um, parents, students, teachers, priests, um, anybody who is kind of connected to that, okay. to that institution. And I guess that's where Set Last Status comes into it. Yes, exactly. So Set Last Status campaign came off the back of, well, a couple of things. So um, a while ago, before my time, we launched a campaign that was um, called Strangers into Citizens. Um, and we managed to get 10,000 people um regularized so they were undocumented didn't have any documentation um but they've been here for quite a long time um and so we managed to get them 
status. And then in that process, we also, it was when Boris Johnson was mayor and we, so one of our ways of working is we invite um, politicians to big events and then we basically ask them to commit to things right, um, okay. and these events will it's be led interesting way to do it yeah yeah. yeah um yeah and they'll be led and kind of run and filled up by people from these institutions so when boris johnson was mayor we got him to um support our campaign um around strangers and citizens um and so now there's a kind of couple of things happened now obviously he's prime minister um, so there was a, kind of like that opportunity, um, but then also it was just a it was just a listening exercise that we did with leaders. Um, we call the people that we work with leaders because the idea is that they're on a kind of journey of development and um, can bring other people along with them. Um, they we did a listening with leaders from across the country, and we were talking about COVID. This was right when at the beginning of lockdown, and basically how it affects. Um, people within the different communities that we were that we were talking to, and I think one of the big things was that people who are undocumented um, in different forms get less support, and then some people who are completely um, under the radar who get nothing, um, and that's why you have such a massive increase of like homelessness and people using food banks because a lot of those people have no access to public money. So while everybody else, you know, it's great, the furlough scheme and all of these different things, there's like a massive proportion of the population that is completely unsupported. And aren't being benefited by that at all. Yeah, really. yeah. exactly, okay. exactly. And they go on like forgotten as well because I think a lot of people don't know how many people are living underneath the, under the radar. So there, there's about two, I think it's 200,000 roughly um, children across the country who are undocumented and that's only the people that we know of um so so yeah so there was a lot of stories being shared about how if you're undocumented the impacts of covid are so much worse um especially if you lose your job um and so basically that's where the settle our status campaign was born um and basically Elsie and ab have been like kind of instrumental in leading in leading that campaign but it's leaders from across all all our different member institutions across the country right okay so that that is nationally run then that's not being it's not localized here is it that yeah so we we kind of the way that we work is like we do a lot of organizing locally so all of the relationships i've kind of built with people within the institutions and we've done work beforehand that might be really hyper local um but then we kind of move on to bigger national campaigns as well but the idea is that the relationships and the kind of you know getting new people involved happens very locally but then they're part of a national a national team which is why you obviously have the project managers across the i say project managers area managers or yeah um, yeah community organizers yeah Um, it's interesting yeah and if something works in one place would you would you share that internally with citizens uk to try and get it to work in other places then I, i guess that's a big part of it as well you do actually share what works and what doesn't work so do you mean like in our local patches yeah so if something went really well in a local patch you would Mm. then 
distribute that to the rest of the patches under Citizens UK and say, look, this really worked at one of the churches, for example. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So we, we have a massive emphasis on learning and like I said, development. So we're constantly thinking about how, how are we developing as organizers, but how are the people um, within our institutions developing and how are they growing through this process? So Elsie and AB, like, the amount that they've kind of achieved over the last two years is that like watching that growth is just like amazing. And really it's not about, you're just finding people that already have this stuff within them, but just giving the context for them to be able to express themselves, for them to negotiate with key decision makers. Um, and yeah, and then another thing that I want to say about the kind of local and how it feeds into the, the national work is that we might do a really hyper local piece of work about um, people who are undocumented in Southwark and what that means and how it has um, impacts like locally. So one of our members is a food bank. Um, and so she will be doing a kind of listening campaign at some point to, to figure out, okay, how is this actually playing out in our local area? Because obviously it's different across the of country. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And has the organisation felt a big impact from coronavirus in the way it operates, the way it interacts with people and different organisations? How how's that changed things? It's really hard. Um, for me personally, this job is about that human connection and is about being with people. And like I said, we have these massive assemblies where we hold decision makers to account um, and get them to commit to things. And so we were in the process actually um, Elsie was very involved in this um, in this work, but we were we were meant to have seven thousand people in an assembly um, with Sadiq Khan and the other mayoral candidates to get them to commit on on things around youth safety, housing, migration. Um, so that is like a really essential part of what we do, and we're very we're very much about one to one relationships. So a lot of what I do is I have. 15 to 20 one-to-ones a week, I literally sit opposite somebody and like find out what they care about and who they are and how they want to grow and, um, you know, what community means to them and all of that. So it's like, we can still do that. But for me, it, it's so different being with people. And like, you know, when you walk into an assembly that people have been planning for months and everybody's yeah. there, it's, it's just like, it is, yeah. it's, it's an amazing feeling. Um, and it is that, that, just like personifies community like that's what it that's what it's all about however it has forced us to kind of do some of the organizing online as well which is which is really good for us and i think having the combination of the two means that we can reach further but still maintain that like human to human contact so we've been the settle our status campaign is like an amazing example of what i don't think we would have been able to achieve had lockdown not happened because of everything going on Zoom, we've got leaders from like Wales, Manchester, like all over, um, kind of committing to this this campaign. So that's actually been and you think that's amazing. been nudged almost by the the acceptance of being and happy to chat online, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I think get, yeah. there's also a thing of you know people have got like childcare, like a lot mm. of the people that we work with, it's like they've got very, very busy lives. They're very kind of connected to the community yeah. or have children or whatever. So it's actually easier for them to be able to access the meetings. And Yeah. What would you, because obviously we, this is, again, it's, it's a, 
uh, the, the the switch between in person to online has been uh, a sticking point for many organisations. I think um, community bridges as well uh, regarding from the magazine to the podcast. I've, I've gone over it so many times on on this season. I won't go into it in detail, but ultimately the the thought is: Are you accessing all the people mm. if you're only doing it online? Uh, is there is there a part of society society that's being missed because we've gone online more uh, and i guess there's a bit of a worry i i mean there are stats out there that show some people in the uk still aren't online every day mm-hmm. um but do you think that's is that a worry for the organization that they're missing some tricks and missing the people who aren't online or have you got that covered by reaching out in different ways you do newsletters or something like that yeah so at the beginning we we try to make sure that everybody that we're working with had access to computers. And um, so we got a bit of money to be able to give laptops out and um, and iPads and, and stuff like that. So generally, and, and internet. Um, so generally, everybody that we work with now has access to the internet. Um, but whether, you know, I think we have to always be be vigilant when we say, you know, get five people from your organization to come to this meeting. Because where we've got relationships, we know what people's situations are and we would notice if they weren't at a meeting and, you know, we'd, we'd ask them because we have that, that relationship. But where we're trying to get new people involved, we can't just assume that everybody has access. So it's like, it's up to us to keep asking those questions. And it's also about like, it's not just access. It's like, is the access good enough for them to be able to contribute in a meaningful way. So when we have like negotiations with politicians on, because we've been doing it on Zoom, like we need to make sure that somebody's voice isn't lost because they haven't got good internet access. It's those little things you don't always think about either. It's so easy to look over. It really yeah. is. Okay. So what's the vision uh, in the next 12 months for Citizens UK? Obviously, there's a lot, I think, that's going to be starting to... Well, people are going to want to go out and start shouting about stuff eventually, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if they if they keep switching their minds and doing these U-turns, what the media likes to call them, I think people are going to get more agitated uh, and want to stand up for what they believe in more. Mm. So I think Citizens UK might be busy with uh, what's coming up. But what what is the vision for you guys? What What's the next steps? Mm. Yeah, so for me, it's been really interesting seeing how up for organising people are. It's really ironic. In the time where it's like a bit more difficult, people are really, really fired up. Um, and, you know, because of COVID, but also because of Black Lives Matter and... Um, all of that so I think for us it's just like we need to be as adaptable as we can be you know trying to do some things in person in a safe way um but also just basically upping our game in terms of tech and being online and and making sure that 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 can create a sense of community um you know it's no I don't think it's ever going to replace being with people I just don't think you can do that but it's like how what tools could we use to create a sense of community because we've also not only have we got the challenges of like all of our tools have shifted and changed and you know we're into a kind of new space but also like the issues that that people that we're working with face are only going to get worse and and the kind of the the isolation thing of lockdown and um like the the a kind of people who felt disconnected from their community before that we were trying to like develop and bring them in, um, just making sure that those we don't lose those people and they don't go 
under the radar. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be, I think it's two things. It's like, I think things are really tough, but also there's a new, there's a newness about this time and a new energy and a, and a, a kind of a sense that we're at a turning point where we could try and like reshape society for the better. Um, so I guess for us, it's just like, how do we, how do we make sure we're keeping up with that energy and we're giving people the tools that they need to be able to reconnect with their communities and feel that sense of relationship and, and connection, but also kind of how do we enable them to reshape things in the way that 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 they think it should mm, be yeah um and what was um the age because it seems like i i always obviously social media twitters and things like that there seems to be uh an age bracket that that starts standing up for what they believe in and start speaking out loud uh and then it kind of quietens down again is is that an accurate kind of description of it does it seem to be the middle-aged people that are and when i say middle-aged i guess like 30 to 50 um mm. if, it just seems like the, the the youngsters aren't really shouting about what they believe i mean obviously with what's going on with the universities you think there'd be quite a big already a big uh uh student group that would be shouting and raving mm. about what is actually happening to them but you aren't really hearing about it is that because the media's stopping it or no one's actually i mean it's hard to know because i think i would have i think i would have okay there's a couple of things i think at the moment young people are much more activated than than they were like the you know the school strike that was happening before and then with when i went to the black lives matter protests so many young people which was amazing but i think the general problem is is that i don't think that they're encouraged and i don't know how many spaces there are for young people to get activated so when i you know when i go into school so i work with about 10 different schools across the borough um they've got so much to say you ask them one question and they'll be shouting and talking about it and so like I think it's that the structures are not there to enable them um, on the scale that they should be. And I also just think it's not encouraged. And I also think that the education system is not being set up in a way that, that gets young people to challenge. So it could be that the kids are screaming out, but there's no platform and no one to listen. Exactly, ultimately. exactly. Because yeah. honestly, there is no lack of opinions um, when I go when I go into schools, honestly, one question and they're all talking for for ages. So I see it for I see young people's activism firsthand. Um, and so one of one of my personal things that I really want to do is like, how do we couple like the kind of the unrest amongst young people? And I think that the rising activism amongst young people um, with the with the work that we're doing, how do we like encourage them and enable them to to keep going yeah i mean i think that's uh if you can master that let me know mm, yeah. <laughs> be an interesting yeah. one. um right okay so so how would people get involved if anyone's listening who does want to talk about something does want to make a uh or start a, a conversation about anything what how would they get involved with you guys so we work 
through institutions. And the reason that we do that is because everything that we do is based on relationships. So we don't just get people to sign a petition and then that's the end of it. It's like, this is a long-term relationship building exercise, community building exercise. Um, and like I said, a kind of leadership development journey. Um, so we work with institutions because that's where the relationships are already. You already have a group of people who are organized, um, you know, in most institutions and you already have a strong set of relationships. So we work through, so the institution will join a membership um, and then that will pay for for my salary because basically we want the institution to be, the, in, the collection of institutions to be able to own what they do. So we get funding from all different pots, but we try and get as much funding as we can from the members because then they dictate the agenda rather than some external funder. Um, so a way to get involved is if you're part of an institution um, to see kind of who your local citizens alliance, usually we do it by borough um, to kind of get in contact and, and see if you've got um, a borough organizer. And if you have, you can join. Um, if you haven't got an institution, you can either join an institution or create your own and kind of raise some money to join. Um, so institute, so you're, you're talking about something like, um, this is off the top of my head, but uh, scouts, for example. Scouts we've not, as a we've not got any scouts in membership, but like, yeah. Okay, so that scouts could wanted be a uh, thing. 15 kids of scouts, wanted a place in their account, in their area uh, for them to go camping once a month to help kids learn about nature. Mm. That would be the kind of thing they would come to you guys about? I mean, so or? they could campaign on that, but basically they have to get the buy-in from the other members as well. So it has to, it's, it's all about like, um, like broadening your interest and seeing where they overlap with and that's why we work like as an alliance so i won't run individual campaigns for each institution it's like you have to basically if if you want to work on a particular thing how do you get other people in the membership to care about that how do you find out what they care about and see if there's something that kind of overlaps so it's very much about a collective campaign that you'll that you'll come which to obviously together. is where the strength comes from mm. because you've got more more organizations from different um backgrounds and, and needs all asking for the same thing obviously. exactly yeah, and the thing is yeah. like f fighting for change is not an easy thing no, and it, no. takes, <laughs> it takes it takes a long long time so like yeah. you've got to have the backing from from other institutions and other people that mm. you're mm. in membership with to keep that energy going yeah yeah for some reason even positive change is hard to fight for people just don't like change do they and yeah they love the status quo, isn't it? Is that mm. the right? That's the word. Yeah. And there's just so many, there's so many things that need to change, and there's so many like complexities within it. And I mean, the un, like the fundamental thing is that people just don't believe that change is possible. So people lose hope very quickly, and people don't believe, especially in in some of the communities in Southwark, that they have power or that they'll have anybody that will listen to them. So, um, talking about like. The young people that I work with, I had one young person who, when I first met her two years ago, she said, um, you know, there's no point. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to help. I know I know you mean well, but basically there's no point um, in trying because, you know, we're young, we're black, we're working class, we're from Peckham. Nobody's ever going to listen to us. And so for us, it's like we have to build enough power 
um, amongst our institutions and work together to be able to get to the point where people will listen. Um, and so that girl actually, so she kind of started a, a listening campaign around some of the issues that she wanted to work on. And then um, kind of six months down the line, she was actually um, one of the hosts of an assembly that we had like 600 people in Southwark Cathedral. And the issue that she cared about most and the, and the one that she felt that politicians wouldn't listen to her about um, was youth safety and youth violence. Um, and she was able to get the, the head of the violence reduction unit for London um, to commit to meeting with her. And then a couple of months later, she went to that meeting and she basically started off the ball rolling for our relationship with the with um, the mayor's office and now talking with them about how they implement racial bias training and kind of working with them on their on their plans for policing so it's like actually but she wouldn't have been able to do that on her own um and so through building that power and building momentum and listening to our community she was she was able to do that and i think that's the thing that we have to prove to young people if we want them to be activists and we want them to push for change we have to show them that it's possible and we have to give them the tools to be able to to affect change yeah agreed and uh, i think they're gonna have a like i said at the beginning a, a, a lot to shout about and uh, a lot to change so mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yeah i think it's important to stick by them so yeah but no thank you very much claire i mean it's uh it's great to actually i mean I never knew you guys really existed before this mm. podcast. I really didn't. So it's, it's it's good to hear there's organizations out there really supporting people's voices. Um, it's Yeah, it's good. How will people find you then online? Is, uh, yeah, so you can go to citizensuk.com. Um, dot com. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay, perfect. So. And then you can look on, we have like different chapters, mm -hmm. which are parts of the... So people can get involved okay. on there with particular conversations and, and things that are already going on. They can join up to them, obviously. Or yeah, so they'd have to they, they'd have to join as a member first yeah. okay. um, and then they can kind of plug into the networks and, and everything that we're doing. But they can find out about our campaigns mm -hmm. um, through the through oh, the website. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely check out uh, citizensuk.com uh, and don't forget the hashtag settle our status as well. Um, yes, and to sign... The, the petition, which I think has about 5,000 signatures or 6,000 at the moment. Um, but okay. it's, yeah, so also check out the, the petition. Definitely need to get somewhere. that signed. All right, we'll make sure all the links are at the bottom. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you very much, Claire. Great. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, there you have it. Thank you to Abby Ewer, Elsie and Claire for joining us today. Make sure to check out the website citizensuk.org and the Settle Our Status campaign, which you can find at citizensuk.org forward slash settled dash status dash letter. Thanks again for joining us on this episode and we look forward to seeing you next week.